Hi, welcome to the No Roots Witch Podcast. I am Ashley Brooke, and today we're talking about Samhain. This is an especially exciting episode for me. Samhain is one of my favorite Sabbaths next to Beltane, so I I really just want to get into it. Um, So we should start with talking about that Samhain is the marking of the witch's new year. It is end of summer and therefore the end of the harvest season. With these endings, a beginning of winter is signaled and the darkness. And then there's also the association of death. That's because on Samhain, which is between October 31st and November 1st, the veil between the living and the dead is especially thin. And on those days, if you want to celebrate both days, you may, obviously. But on Samhain, we honor our dead, especially our own departed ancestors. And your ancestors could be those with your blood lineage, or they could be your ancestors from a past life. And I've recently been in some conversations where the discussion of claiming your ancestors based on your lifestyle um, is acceptable to some. So say you are a very passionate writer and you connect with past writers. This conversation discusses the idea that you can also claim that individual as your ancestor because you feel so close to them through their, in this case, their writing. Um, I would say that would probably work with lots of different communities and whatever you feel really passionate about. If you connect with an individual who has passed on, I can definitely see you connecting with them as a ancestor type feel. And as long as everything's done with respect and love, I personally don't see a problem with that. Um, But of course, it's up to you and how you feel and what works for your practice. So back to the purpose of Samhain, if you will, it's really about acknowledging our path um, and asking for guidance and protection when we need it, as well as celebrating reincarnation. So the essence of Samhain to me is really summed up with death and rebirth, new beginnings, lifting the veil, and ancestors. I think if I were to choose a handful of words to describe Samhain, that's how I, I, I would do it. And I say this because the types of rituals and magic that I like to do on Samhain. So because the veil is so thin, a lot of magic can be done with past life recollection, understanding your reincarnation, death and rebirth, um, foreseeing the future, honoring and consulting your ancestors. And through all of that, it really gives us opportunity to release the old and really experience the path that we're on. And I think that's really beautiful about Samhain because it is about celebrating and honoring our ancestors, but it's also about connecting with them 
in a way in which we can use our connection with our ancestors to propel forward in a path that is right for us. Um, so I did want to talk about some correspondences just a little um, in case you wanted to decorate your altar or in case you wanted to decorate your home. So a lot of times we see like apples and pumpkins and squash, jack-o'-lanterns, black cats, acorns, bats, crows, and that's all perfectly acceptable. Um, it, it was started um, it's fine. It's a tradition, right? Because it, it was started and it's just been passed on. So I think it's really fun to have those kind of symbols and decoration. And my personal favorite are actually oak leaves and the waning moon. Um, there's something about it that really signals the change of coming into winter and the darkness and, and embracing that. So I do find that very poetic. And if you're like me and you like to celebrate with food, um, a lot of things you can cook are anything relating to potatoes, pumpkins. If you're interested in meat, I know pork is a really common meat to use during Samhain. Um, but yeah, so we have a lot of really good opportunities for apple dishes as well and pomegranates and really any kind of root vegetable. I do think that is a really easy way to connect to Samhain is by, by using the, the root veggies and any kind of bread. Okay, so we've talked about the symbols, the food that you could possibly cook. Um, I kind of like to go a little bit heavy on the herbs personally. Um, so for me, cinnamon is a big one, cloves, ginger, um, garlic, and also rosemary. And that's a really good one for remembering our ancestors. And then, of course, if you want to include some flowers in the mix, sunflowers, um, passion flower, and I would kind of stick with those or any kind of like autumn type flower because you know we're still in the autumn season and if you are curious about animals i think i already mentioned um black cats and owls i'm sorry bats but also owls a scorpion crow and those are pretty interesting things you can also include in your in your work if you'd like but if you're really focusing on the work for Samhain, uh, i mentioned it a little bit earlier about the type of magic and rituals but if you want to get really specific um, i know sex magic is really big for Samhain any kind of divination and that could be tarot scrying flame reading anything that really speaks to you divination is perfect to work uh, candle magic past life work mirror spells and then we have like casting for protection and guidance um uncrossing spells are really big kind of like unhexing and i think connecting to those who have departed this plane that's going to be 
a big one as well. And yeah, those are some like little basic rundowns of Samhain. Um, of course, if you want to celebrate gods and goddesses, um, the crone is a big one. Hecate um, is someone who comes up a lot. So is Persephone uh, for goddesses. And to be perfectly honest, I don't really celebrate or honor the gods except for maybe um, the horned hunter for Samhain. Um, but there are many others that you can definitely look into and see which one you connect with. So for me, what Samhain looks like for celebration can vary. I love to always start off, however, with the silent supper. And that's honoring our ancestors by remaining silent at dinner the entire time. So I start off by having the table set, having the food on the table. And I will say a prayer incantation to my ancestors, letting them know I'm honoring them, thanking them for their guidance and my work. And I will light a candle and I will serve them on a plate and they will have their own spot at the table and then I will make my own plate and whomever else is with me joining me for a silent supper and we will all eat in silence. So once this is done, I like to, since I'm still kind of in that meditative feel of the silence, I like to do divination and tarot is my go-to divination. I will do a tarot spread and I will usually work with my ancestors on Samhain. Um, if it's a spread, asking them for guidance on a certain issue or just getting to know them better. Or is there a new ancestor that has come up that is acting as my guardian, um, get to know them a little bit better. That's really the time that I ask these questions in my tarot. And then before I do too much else, depending on my tarot spread, I love to communicate with my ancestors. And I can do this multiple ways. I can create my altar and then leave them something, even though, you know, they just partook uh, with us, I would still leave something on the altar for them. Um, I would maybe even do spirit writing, which is where I find the best practice is to have someone in mind when I'm doing spirit writing, because you don't want to invite just anyone into your home with you. So have someone in mind and whatever is channeled through me will write down and it could be something really simple. It could be something about the future, the, the path I'm taking. It could be almost anything that's been heavy on my heart or something that I'm just curious about. Um, and I don't feel comfortable talking about spirit writing in full detail. I've only done a handful of times. I'm not an expert by any means, but it's definitely something you need to prepare for. You don't just sit down and decide to do it that night. It's something you need to really look into and, like I said, prepare for it. Or if spirit, if writing isn't really your cup of tea, I know there's spirit painting as well. I think it's a similar um, 
idea behind it. And then a seance, that's also a way to communicate. And that should definitely be done um, with intention and done with protection and guidance. Something that is not done for the moment, for sure. You need to really look into it and know how it's going to affect you and impact you. Um, But then so after the silent supper, divination, and the communicating with the dead, however I decide to go about it, I love to do a bonfire. I think there's something so therapeutic about it. I would take the time to do a flame meditation. I would take the time to just sit and enjoy the moment with those around me, um, maybe tell stories of my ancestors or stories of past lives that I have and listen and enjoy company. And I think that's a really important part of Samhain is to have that community. And if you're practicing alone, then, you know, have that community within yourself and take it the time to think and think. And appreciate where you are in that moment. And if the night is still young, I would love to do a ritual. And again, because I have really been focusing on my ancestors lately, I would either do um, an honoring of my ancestors or a past life recall, just depending on kind of the, the moment, how I feel and I think it's really nice to let yourself be moved in that moment because a lot of things I mentioned earlier, especially with communicating with the dead, it should not be done at the spur of the moment. Uh, in my personal opinion, uh, of course, you do what feels best for you in your practice, but I do believe that deciding in the moment what ritual you want to do, it could be as simple as you'd like you could light a candle and have some rosemary and um, a crystal next to you and give thanks and honor your ancestors or you could sit down and really concentrate and pull yourself into meditative state for past life recall it's whatever speaks to you and you can do one of these five or six things I just mentioned, or none at all, and just close your eyes and think about your ancestors on Samhain, and that's that's plenty, because I do believe Sabbaths, there, there is a lot of pressure to go all out and to make it the, the one to remember, but I think what's most important is to, while you're honoring your ancestors, also honor yourself. And if you are more comfortable with making a pot of macaroni and cheese and cheering your ancestors, there's nothing wrong with that either. But I I do ask you to look within and see if there's something that you want to do for spell work or even make an altar, just something that provides this sense of celebration for Samhain. Because the veil is so thin, and when the veil is so thin on Samhain like it is on Beltane, it's, to me, really important to take 
action on it and to be able to really get to know yourself better through your ancestors. Well, that is all I have today. And I hope you learned something new about Samhain or got some serration from this in any way. And I will see you all very soon. Thank you for listening.